Welcome back to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast. My name is Andrew Hasley, and I am the host of the show. Today, we are sponsored by Vehement Visuals, which is my video production company that I'm wearing this shirt for right now. I like wearing it when I do the episode because I get to pull it back like I'm Superman, and it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, so Vehement Visuals, what we do is we create uh, videos for businesses that really help tell their story and really help automate certain processes within their business. And that's the main thing we do. We do other video services as well, but that's what we mainly focus on. And that's Vehement Visuals. So the second sponsor for today is Colorado Springs Business Podcast. If you'd like me to read a 15 second to a minute long ad script at the beginning of every episode about your business, then uh, we can make that happen. Reach out to cosbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And the third sponsor is, <laughs> I see you going every time. You're like, is All right, uh, is my time? Am I on? Am I on? Uh, I'm no, on. No, no. Yeah, you, now right. you're on. All right. Uh, but uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. All right. So the third sponsor is a promotion of the, the Patreon account for this show. We have a Patreon, which allows us to help uh, uh, monetize uh, the show and help uh, people show their support. And also we have bonus content on that Patreon account. So it's not just like uh, pay a certain amount and it's just... A donation because I wanted, I really wanted to to strive away from making it feel like a donation. I wanted to provide actual value. So there's bonus content on there. There's another tier where you get extra stuff, and uh, I'm trying to really work out the, the. I haven't really been focusing on that that much, but uh, one of the bonus contents is going to be once a month. I'm going to recap all 20 guests from every episode from from that entire month. And so yeah, that's the Patreon account. So now I'm going to introduce the guest. Today we have on Adam Oliver. And uh, tell us in a sentence or two uh, uh, what you do. And actually, before that, I would like to say Adam's on the switches. He brought some, he brought some, uh, some, some switch technology that the Colorado Springs Business Podcast hasn't seen before. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually a, I'm a video producer myself, and I I really appreciate uh, Andrew with Vehement having me on because obviously most people would see us as hey they're competitors they're probably not going to work together, but in reality. It, we are provided with an opportunity to collaborate, and yes, this podcast is a great example. I mean, audio's got. Uh, sorry, uh, we've got the setup here with Vehement. We have audio. We have the studio, um, and I may bring in some extra video equipment that can switch to say my camera or mm-hmm. or Andrew's camera. So, so this, what I'm saying is, you know, we can use stuff like this and opportunities like this to to create the best of both worlds. I bring in a lot more video stuff. Andrew will bring in a lot more audio stuff in any situation. Uh, I feel like a lot of people see, you know, we see our competitors as threats Mm -hmm. and, and even the term competitor, I feel like, I feel like brings that has a connotation. Yeah. It has a connotation. People think, Oh, I have competitors. I don't really see most, most other videographers. I don't see them as competitors Mm -hmm. because I realize more than that, there are opportunities for, for me to grow and for me to help them grow. There's so much business here. Anyway, more yeah. about me because I I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even go into what I do. I I produce yeah. marketing videos for for uh, my my clients' websites and social media. Um, a lot of talking head stuff, but I've done more more branded stuff. Um, anywhere from you know personal videos from people updating their their clients and informing them on on important need to know information to full production broadcast on TV. I've I've done all of that. So I've also done a lot on on YouTube in my past and. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I told you when we first met Andrew. Like I I used to have a pretty high end YouTube channel. We had, uh, I think right now it's got six hundred million, no six hundred thousand subscribers. And I think there's holy wow, yeah, over, <laughs> all, all 
cumulative on all the videos, there's over 200 million views. So, so we had a lot of success on that early on, and that's kind of what brought me into to where I am that today. That is awesome. I can't wait to get into that in this episode. So I'm actually going to hit a button too and going to roll the intro music. This is a show where we have real conversations with entrepreneurs and business owners who are mostly in Colorado Springs doing things in the community of Colorado Springs. All right. So, so Adam, how's it been? <laughs> it's been good. It's been good. I've been so busy and there's, there's so much I've been doing. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So, so I, I, I want to jump straight into that YouTube <laughs> stuff. Cause that's actually why I got into video production and I've, I've struggled with growing uh, a channel. It's been, it's been very hard. I've tried to grow multiple channels. And so that's, I would like to learn, I guess, fr from, uh, what do you think has been some of your success with that? Well, I think I think there's a lot that um, there's a lot that goes into YouTube, and YouTube is always changing. Mm. Um, we we see we see the algorithms change. We see how monetization works. That just changed the, in in 2019 very drastically mm -hmm. to cut out a lot of businesses and a lot yeah. of people. Who in were 2017 was when like they first really changed drastically. Yeah, so in 2017 they opened it up to everybody, right? Yeah. Like everybody, anyone can monetize. And then in 2019 they realized a lot of people are creating videos for the sake of monetizing instead of mm -hmm. to create good videos. Um, they're well, seeing a lot of a lot of a lot of poor content coming out, and that's why I think in 2019 they said, "Okay, only those who have the viewership uh, should be those that monetize." Mm -hmm. So you well, earn that, it. That was actually what happened in 2017. Actually, uh, they opened it up the monetization for for everyone. I think around like 2012. Okay. And like you could ha you could actually have a channel without no subscribers, no views, and then, and then like around 2017 is when they you had to have like. Uh, ten thousand something. Ten thousand hours, I think, yeah, in a month or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, that's when the 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 ad they called it the ad apocalypse happened in twenty seventeen. Uh, because that's when they a lot of people who had monetization they took out anyone who had profanity on their stuff. People were making thousands of dollars yeah, on their videos, yeah. and then they went to making like thirty seven dollars on their video. <laughs> so I think that was that was also the transition with the uh, the kids safe stuff. So yes. so they wanted to get rid of, um, and I actually. The subject of my channel was was Nerf action videos, which is so, kid safe. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot. Anyone who makes who makes content directly uh, for kids in 2017, this 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 ad gate, this horrible thing that happened was all these people who made stuff that might be marketed towards kids could no longer do targeted advertising, and that really locked them down. So there's been a there's been several different revisions in YouTube's yes. in YouTube's ways. So you know what brought me my success on YouTube. May not necessarily be still applicable, but I'll, mm -hmm. I'll talk about it because I, I do think it's it's valuable. Um, I'm just like switching cameras because yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to keep it stale. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so so when we started, I think the biggest thing for us is we had a big niche. We had a really good niche. Nerf action videos. I mean, yes. who would have who would have thought of that? There were only a couple people out there creating it. And in fact, I think we have like number two or three the highest viewed Nerf action video out there. Um, and that's that's, cool. that's our, our video that has 130, I think it's 138 million views right now. Um, we have a bunch of videos with over a million views, but that one was the one that just like. Mm -hmm. And what were these videos, the, the content like? Was it reviews or was it like story narratives? So it was, so we did a lot of stuff. So the action videos was like a series. It was like a narrative series oh, where, nice. where it was, it was actually like a well-produced series. Um, we also did Nerf gun reviews. We also did Nerf gun modification videos. We also talked, we, we sat at a table kind of like this where we're, we're across table and we would talk about the content and the updates in the Nerf world and what mm -hmm. we were doing as a channel. 
and all that stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. So we created a lot of different content. But I think that one of the bigger things that that helped us in the long run su- succeed succeed with air quotes um, was that we we created content regularly. And this is what yes. today I'm always trying to. I should probably mute my phone too. Um, yes, good idea. I'm always <laughs> I'm always telling businesses like you can't do a one off. Like like if if you're trying to market yourself, it's not. There's there's very few marketing campaigns that work as like a as like a like a short game. It's almost mm-hmm. always a long game. Yes. It's almost always you need to create something that um, that's recurring or something that you can renew. And it's not just one video. Everyone's like, I want that one video. Mm-hmm. You know, I want uh, they call it an intro video. Sometimes I'll call it a brand video. I know you call it um, video business card. Mm-hmm. Like that, it's super helpful, right? These videos are really powerful, and they 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 really empower people, mm-hmm. and people love them. But the issue I've found is people stop there and think that that's that's all they need to succeed. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's it's very rare that you can succeed with one video. I mean, you see viral videos come out all the time, but that's um, mm-hmm. it's not common. It's not likely to happen. Um, you know, the people. Well, you don't even have to have a viral video for it to be successful. Exactly. All it has to oh. do is be have a good ROI. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you talk about like real estate videos. You know, I I do a lot of real estate stuff too, and. And, you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of views. Right? Yeah, we're recording okay. here. See, that says recording. <laughs> For some reason, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> <out about> <laughs> um, you know, so real, I'm used to seeing all these views. I, I work with real estate agents and they get, they get, um, they, they do a property listing video and they get a thousand views. Maybe and they're even like, a few hundred. Yeah. Or even a few hundred. And they're like, this is great. This is exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. It brought me the clients I needed. It, it, the ROI is perfect. Like, um, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've had houses that sold that I did properties for in like a day or two and they only got like a hundred views. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm create. I put all this work into a video for a hundred views and it yeah. was worth it. Even though, even sure. though it's nothing like the hundred million views that I might get on YouTube. Yeah. And so. that, that video business card is actually uh, different than an intro video, intro video. There's, there's a, a formulaic aspect to it, but there's also strategy behind it mm-hmm. that we, that we, that you use it as an asset. You don't just drop it and yeah, expect, exactly, it, exactly. expect it to do like it can, it can do certain things and automate certain processes, but there's certain strategies that you can use, uh, with it that help, help it, uh, Hope oh, it get that ROI essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the main, and that's the main thing I focus on is is the results of the video. Yeah, and I think I think in terms of YouTube, talking about like how to get success is yes, in a, terms of a YouTube. big a big thing where I've had a lot of people say I I want I don't want to sound it sounds weird, but I want what you've got, or I want I want that high viewership. I want to be viral, mm-hmm. and I feel like that mindset alone defeats a lot of people's efforts mm. because they don't realize you know, how much work we put into our, our products before we ever had good viewership. And especially mm-hmm. before we ever got a dime out of it, like, like we eventually monetized and made some good money off of our YouTube stuff, but it took five years. Yeah. It took a long time before we started making good money. off. Five of years it. of consistent, of consistency. Mm-hmm. And, and the only reason we were able to keep that up is because we were passionate about yes. what we were doing mm-hmm. is because we really, we we loved the the subject. We loved our viewership. We were we were into it. It had nothing to do with with the results mindset. Like we didn't care how well the videos did at first, and that's mm-hmm. why they did so well, because yeah. it wasn't about numbers. YouTube can't be about numbers, or you're not going to get the numbers unless you're playing paying a, exorbitant amounts of money yes. to get that viewership in and and monetizing and sponsoring it and all this crazy stuff. 
you know, if you're looking for organic growth, mm-hmm. you have to have passion. There has to be, right? th- or you're gonna you're gonna give up, <laughs> yeah, really quickly because it's a lot of work. I've had a lot of passion with with my YouTube channels, and uh, but you know the they just never really uh, took off. And uh, what's that moment when it happened? Uh, the first the first video that really took off. How how did that feel? What did that look like? What did the numbers too exactly? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. So so our first video that actually went well wasn't actually that that nerve action series. That one picked up later. The first video we ever did that was really good is we we did a, a comparison. You know, people love comparison videos. When you compare two products of any type, people love it. I don't I don't know what it, what it, why it's that way. I mean, we could compare our two phones, two Android smartphones, oh, okay. and people are like, "Oh, it's great." So we compared we're going to get Nerf nerdy on you. The Vulcan EBF25, which is a belt-fed Nerf gun, versus <laughs> the Stampede ECS, which is a which is a mag-fed gun. So essentially they're they're two of the biggest Nerf guns that were around. Like you spend a huge amount of money for a Nerf is like like 70, 80 bucks on on these guns. Mm-hmm. Um so we we compared these really two big guns and we you know we just walked through it step by step. It's I go back and watch that video. It's it's funny. It it doesn't uh it's the production quality is not what I would like today, and and we were just we were kids. Yeah. But people wanted to see it, so that was our first video to hit a hundred thousand views. And I remember around that time, YouTube reached out to us and was was talking about you know requested that we start monetizing our stuff, um, and that was huge nice. for us. It's like whoa, so well, that we video, can make money on it. Like that's crazy. That video did it. Uh, what? How, how did it look like when that took off? Was it was it overnight? Was it? Uh, like how did the numbers climb? I'm interested. It climbed in pretty quickly. I think I think it was in in the first couple of weeks that we noticed it was it was popular. It started hitting. I mean, this was this was like eight years ago. So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to re- recollect like in my mind because that wasn't even our biggest video. But I remember being surprised at how big it was, and I think it was within a month that we were that it was it had outperformed all of our other videos, and it was in that hundred thousand mark. And then nice. and then we had YouTube reach out to us on that, so we. We, uh, we started monetization. And I don't know if you know much about YouTube monetization because they have it all locked down now, but mm-hmm. there's a threshold that you reach with Google AdSense. So once you once you collect or accumulate $100, they'll pay you. A payout, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so the payout's $100. So I think it took us... It took us a couple months to get that payout, so we weren't making anything. And it was like $100. But it was like, it was like $100. <laughs> yeah. And I remember the realization we had. It was like, oh my gosh, we can feed our crew pizza while we're filming. Like, we can... <laughs> We may even be able to buy like a microphone or something. Like it was crazy for us. Yeah. Um, but that was like that was like the unveiling of of like this this potential that we have in front of us. That was really really cool. Mm-hmm. And one one good way uh, to monetize your YouTube channel is merch. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you guys delve into that at all? You know, we had a lot of people, and my dad especially was like, "You gotta, you gotta make shirts and t-shirts." You could even have like Nerf Nerf merch. You know. So so we made. The, the only thing we did is made stickers. And okay. um, on our news segment, when we talked, kind of like this format, talked to, to our audience about, about what was going on, we read, we read fan mail. So we'd, we'd read fan mail and send them, send them stickers. But we never actually went and bought merch. And I think that was, that was, a, it was a weak point. And, I, and mm-hmm. I, I, if I would have done it again or if I would do something like that again, then merch would definitely be yeah. a big part. Um, but even today, I don't, have, I don't have my own merch. You, like, can, you can even... Well, I mean, do you still is your channel still popping? Is it still? I'm sure it has some residual. Stuff. It has. Oh yeah, it still has some stuff coming out of it, but we're not. We don't produce content on it anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a, a few years since we even uploaded anything. Yeah. So I mean, you probably could revive it if you wanted to. If but, I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. But I think it follows that whole thing with with a passion. 
yeah. keep going to you mm. instead of me on the switcher. Like I, I start talking and then I go to your face and I yeah. confuse everyone probably. <laughs> well, hopefully now they know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, it goes with a passion thing to where I am now so passionate about what I'm doing and yes. creating content for 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 businesses and and helping them grow and realize the potential that they never saw before and i love equipment and i love collecting equipment mm -hmm. and, and all this stuff nerf <laughs> is <laughs> is something from my past yeah and and i could revive it and people always say well why don't you start back up why don't you you know don't there's to. money there yeah. i could i know i could mm -hmm. I, I could sell it i could i could do a lot of stuff with it but oh I'm not, yeah i'm not passionate about it so and you, might, you could, you should sell it then. <laughs> I've had people make me offers. Yeah. I've had people make me offers. I'm like, I'm kind of, I, I feel like an alliance to my, my old audience. And I uh, wouldn't want okay. to, I wouldn't want to. Ray, Roy, Ray what's know. his name? Ray Jr. Or something. Ray William Johnson. Ray, Ray, Ray William Johnson. He yeah. sold his and his channel died. Yeah. Like. Oh, exactly. <laughs> and I, and I'm pretty confident that would happen. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, um, obviously not doing any of the, of the nerf, uh, like reviews or modification videos or any stuff like that, but we've. Uh, me and my brother were were co were partners on this uh, the YouTube stuff, but mm -hmm. um, we've talked a lot about relaunching at least to finish one of the series that we had started. We, we had a we mm -hmm. had a much higher end series. We called it the Trigger, um, and it was it was like it's like Jason Bourne esque, like really actually high end, well produced action videos. Mm -hmm. One and what was weird about it, it didn't perform as well as our old stuff, but it was really interesting in that. Um, it, it's like people would see it and it's like they don't it's like this why does this have a nerf gun in it like it doesn't make sense like this looks like something you'd see in a movie theater but it's got nerf guns and it was just confusing for people and it was just it was fun producing something like that mm -hmm. yeah yeah for sure and that, that is fun and like the last series that i did for for a youtube channel i was doing before i started vehement visuals uh was uh this nature show and every month i would uh I would write a, a screenplay and re release one video a month. I would write the screenplay and then we'd film it. But there's also like, nice. there's a narrative piece that's intertwined with three subjects. Like mm -hmm. one was, because uh, it's about nature and some, some th in, in nature, like that subject, you, if you get s philosophical about it, you can put anything in that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, true. so one episode was like this narrative story where like I had this like weird mutation where I could, I didn't have to sleep. Uh, for like two weeks at a time and then I'd crash out for like a week and I was like just it was just playing around yeah, with the yeah, narrative of yeah. that. that's and, fun and then my friend and I was gonna try out figuring out how to not eat uh, and, <laughs> and and then my friend like he died in front of me and then I had this 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 uh, and it's in the story but he, he, he died in front of me in the story not in real life but yeah, yeah of course uh, and he died choking on food, and that's why I had a passion to to, to, to eradicate eating. <laughs> nice. It seems so, like a super villain type thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like between like the narratives, there's three there's three inform inform uh, informational pieces of content where I'm just talking to the camera and like have stuff mm. popping up or even B roll just rolling through. And like I have like a uh I I would write a uh, uh an essay essentially for each subject. So for that episode, uh the three subjects were sleep. Sleeping, eating, and uh, pooping. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I would talk about, like, in those su subjects, you know, like the different kinds of excrements that different animals leave, uh, the different kind of sleep patterns that uh, that animals have. Uh, like do like dolphins have unihemispheric sleep, meaning that they're when they're sleeping, one of the half of their brain, like their left half of the brain will be on, and, like, 
or, or and then it will rotate. Really? Uh, that, wow. Because that way, because they're in water, so like their brains like have to be half be awake. Active. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like they get sleep that way, which is weird, uh, and that's really cool. But yeah, like, so you do some education stuff. Yeah. What, what was your old YouTube channel? What was it called? Was it Hasley? Uh, there's there's the the Hasley I saw one. That one. The Andrew Hasley one, but that one had like just weird stuff, some some weird vlogs. Uh, some cringy, a lot of cringy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my old stuff's yeah. really cringy too. <laughs> and, and then the snap, snap De La Nature was the nature show. And what I, is it? Snap De La Nature? Uh, snap De La De La Nature. nature. And oh, De La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like of the, of the snap, nature. Yeah. Snap of the nature. Nice, nice. <laughs> and, uh, and I noticed recently, uh, had a few more subscribers out of nowhere. Uh, I just noticed it like a couple days ago or yesterday, I think. And like it had like 40 something and now it has like 51. And I'm like, ooh, something's happening. Wow, wow. <laughs> and then I went on it and just to check it out. And I seen this comment three months ago. He was like, "You literally have the best YouTube channel. I wish you, I wish you still posted." So that like oh, really yeah. made my day. It's like, oh man, <laughs> yeah, I I get that too. I see that on our old stuff. It's yeah. like, and it kind of makes you wanna wanna relaunch it. Maybe yeah. go back to it. <sighs> it does make you, but it's like I'm it's like, I'm focused on my. If I did that, yeah, you have, have to the same thing as me. Yeah. You're passionate <laughs> about this right now, yeah. right now, right here, right now. I mean. Going back is 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 just that it's going mm-hmm. back. It's going in reverse. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Hasley, uh, the the Hasley podcast was similar to this show, and it's where I would uh, interview hip hop artists five days a week, uh, but I would batch record some of the episodes. Some days I would do three episodes, uh, and I would in- interview hip hop artists virtually. Uh, it's about 2017, like all over the world, talking to Swedish rappers, uh, people in in the UK, people in Australia, people in. And a lot of people in L.A. because there's a lot of artists out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the artists I have on, like, some of them were making a good amount of money. Some of them are popping right now. Uh, one of them was, like, at the uh, PewDiePie's. Uh, he was, on like, at the beginning and at the end of, like, PewDiePie's stuff. Because uh, he, what he would do is he would write uh, little rap jingles for YouTubers. That was, like, one of, like, his ways of making money. Oh, really? Wow. At, at first. But then he started popping. And you might know him. Uh, I don't know if you listen to rap or anything. But uh, Jake Hill. Jake Hill. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard of him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's he's just been popping, doing like, like getting. Uh, I think it's, I think it's close to a, almost a million monthly plays on Spotify. Wow, that's yeah, awesome. Which is like, uh, like I don't know, around five thousand dollars a month just on that. That's like, big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe even more than that. I don't. I haven't done the math in a while, and it may have changed. But it's yeah. always interesting <laughs> to me that like the difference in viewer counts because you have, um, obviously, you know, YouTube's kind of a, a standard that people mm-hmm. base it off of. Like oh, a million views is a lot of yeah, views. Yeah. You have Instagram. But Spotify has an exact like have, thing. Yeah, yeah. So you have Instagram, which is like you see a lot more views. Uh, and you have you have all sorts of different apps like Spotify. It's like, so what is a million views for Spotify? Is it like YouTube or is it like like Instagram or and then you have mm-hmm. um, um, what's that, that that horrible app that everybody uses TikTok. now? TikTok. <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm not modernized in it's some fu- video. It's, yeah, it's TikTok hilarious is that just, I knew what you yeah, were talking about. Yeah, though. because because the way I described it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like a million views on TikTok isn't actually that much, right? It isn't, isn't that, that much, but, it can, <laughs> but if you are able to siphon that uh, attention, mm-hmm. then it can be. It's, it's really what you do with the attention is yeah, where the yeah. money comes from, I think. Yeah, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like real estate, like hundred views. That's a lot. Yeah, it can be a lot for a real estate. Video. Exactly, yeah. it, it goes it goes exactly back, and it also goes goes with even any video like the the video business card. If it if only a hundred views, if it only got a hundred views, and one of those views converted, then boom, like it, yeah, typically that pays <laughs> for the product, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but typically that's not what we're, I don't. I want people to get an ROI, not just a break even. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I mean. That's that's something that that I often use to talk to my clients. Is like they don't realize, hey, if this gets you 
if this gets you 10, 10 solid leads, mm-hmm. then you're paid for. And then suddenly, like everything thereafter is profit. And mm-hmm. that's not hard to achieve. Not at all. Like I, I've been reading a lot of stats for videos. That's something I do all the time. But like, mm-hmm. I think, I think 90, was it 91 or 90? Four percent of people get a positive ROI off of a video investment, a video marketing campaign investment. That's awesome. That's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that surprised me because I know yeah. a lot of campaigns don't work, and not everybody's great at creating yeah, campaigns. Exactly. So you'd expect you'd expect the number to be lower, but the fact is, you know, most most marketing dollars spent on video is 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 positive. It's worth which it. Is great. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a reason why it's a good industry to be in, mm-hmm. and I know uh, I think. Uh, it was already a good industry to be in, but COVID kind of accelerated that, I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you can't, you can't exist in today's marketplace without, without putting yourself out with mm-hmm. video. I mean, it was interesting with, and I don't like talking about COVID, but, but just on me, that note real quick, like seeing how many businesses who had infrastructure, who had videos, who knew how to market themselves on, on social media, um, they, you know, they thrived in COVID. And those who, who mm-hmm. didn't, who weren't using video, you just didn't hear from them. They disappeared yeah. off the face of the map. For sure. Which is, is kind of scary. You know, and that's, that's I think, what both of us, you know, trying to bring awareness to people with the importance of video is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, awareness is half the battle. You know, once people know what mm-hmm. they, that they, that video is so important. Well, a lot of people know it, but it's the convincing it. It's like a lot of people have... They, they they hear that they know that because uh, it's more common now hearing that but it's it's weird because uh they don't believe it though so it's by I guess convincing them to believe it <laughs> yeah. yeah I hear you I mean it's convincing people is is not not an easy game by any means so I mm-hmm. just made did you see how yeah. did you see how smooth that was I just made an adjustment to your framing without anyone knowing oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it for sure, it's like, I'll never try to sell the unsellable because that's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not going to try to convince you for real, for the most part, because usually uh, it can speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And so, so, I mean, there is a little bit of selling, of course, you got to do. And, and with, that's just how, how business works. But, <laughs> but I'm never going to try to sell this. Someone's like, nope, I don't want it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else. Sometimes it's sad when they say that because you know that what you could do for them is going to help them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what do you feel like is the is the biggest issue we run into uh, as as videographers? Are you switching this on? No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to keep the conversation moving because I, I, I'm curious. Like, no, I get like it. I, I, I realize like I, in in my business, you know, collaboration is, is hard with other videographers because mm-hmm. we, you know, we talked about the whole competitor thing. Mm-hmm. You feel like you see that a lot? See what? The issues running into other videographers and not wanting to, to work with you. Uh, what do you mean work with you? Like collaborate, like uh, sub, sub, stuff like this. I don't see that a lot, actually. I mean, maybe it's just a personal problem. Uh, I mean, I'm, I've, I've <laughs> met, I mean, but I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm understanding the question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I've met with videographers. I've never, I, I've also never really tried to, to, to work with, Mm-hmm. On, on a project. So, I mean, it's never really, it's, I just haven't had that come. It's also like, it's just never been, it's never made sense yet. It had, yeah. There's never okay. been the, yeah. the right time no, and place no opportunity. for that. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I just feel like in, in my, in my, I haven't collaborated with, with very many other videographers as well. And I feel like it's because there's people who don't want to. 
Hmm. Um, they're kind of afraid of losing a part of the pot when in reality, you know, you know, as well as I do that there's so much opportunity here, especially mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs. Like, like there are, there are hundreds and hundreds of businesses that, that have never ever marketed themselves with video mm-hmm. that would just do so well if they did and they don't realize yeah. it. And some businesses, they might not even be right. Maybe someone just likes you better than they like me yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, that's fine. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's another thing too. Like, like there's different fits for different businesses and mm-hmm. that makes total sense. I mean, I've had, I've had people choose me over others or vice versa just because they like the person. Mm-hmm. Like That's fine. Like that's, there's, and I feel like this is a, there's a connotation around this phrase, but there is plenty of business to go around mm-hmm. for videographers. There just, and I feel like that's especially here in the Springs because we have a lot of, a lot of people who are behind in, in times with the marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot, our battle isn't each other. Our battle is trying to educate and teach mm-hmm. people the importance of video. Yeah. Collaborating I, on that piece will be, I think is important, but I, I understand how it can be scary though. Uh, mm, yeah. Like a lot of people. for, for a lot of people. Uh, or for, you know, it's just getting over that and changing that mindset into the abundance mindset and not the scarcity mindset. Like, oh, if he gets this, then it affects me. Uh, or if, if like understanding and like being in business, I guess, long enough to fill your pipeline as well too, kind mm-hmm. of can help with that. And I guess a lot of uh, videographers, uh, the video, the video, the kind of videos, like a lot of videographers, the businesses that we are creating at least are kind of new in a way. Uh, uh, they've they, like the ones for businesses and stuff like that. So it's a lot of, uh, a lot of people are just videographers. So we already hit 30 oh, minutes. Yeah. I did not realize <laughs> that's a, not something good to show on the thing. You, you just cut this part out. Yeah. 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 Cool. Usually I, I finish the thinking. Stuff I first. think you, I think you kind of finished it. <laughs> okay. I get distracted though. Is it yeah. going? Uh, it's going now. Yep. You're rolling. Man, if they didn't have that limitation, yeah. You they, know, did you, do you know why they do that? I looked into it. I read a whole bunch of articles. Yeah, it's because some something in UK or mm-hmm. some European rule for, yeah. for filming. It used film to limits. be because the cameras would overheat, but then the technology got better. And then uh, if a camera records past 30 minutes, it's classified as a video camera, and the tax the tax rate is different. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's so actually technically a photo camera, but it's a DSLR, though. So yeah, that's so like, they dumbed <laughs> down a bunch of cameras. Even this camera here... Uh, that you're looking through now, that one has a 30-minute time limit, mm. too. It's yeah. <laughs> it's just, I guess, for them to save money and maybe even for their, their consumers to save money, too. Like, I, maybe that's where... Maybe yeah, it could make sense. I wonder what the difference is in the taxation anyway. Mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, maybe it's not even yeah. that big. <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, I guess if you're selling hundreds of cameras, then it probably adds up. <laughs> Thousands true, of cameras, true, true. actually. Yeah. And, like, YouTube and, and vlogging, when that, when that hit, like, DSLRs, like, it accelerated the... Uh, the technology because there is more of a demand for it. And then, then, then there's more money, then there's more research, then there's more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a, is an interesting thing there too. Cause you have a lot of people getting into video production mm-hmm. and they like to make stylistic, good looking videos mm-hmm. and they don't really understand the sales marketing side of video and, yes. and creating a good story. Well, and you also have the other people you have, you have marketers or, or digital marketers who, who try their best to, um, to market themselves and market other people and don't focus on trying to create a good picture or a good mm-hmm. quality image. Um, so you have you have both both sides, and it's kind of hard to find someone in the middle who both mm-hmm. will help structure a message that's convincing and works and is that's you know, business sells. minded focused. Yeah, yeah exactly. And what's co- that's that's actually something I like to delineate. Uh, I'm not a videographer. Like a videographer is the one who 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 
knows like they look for that stylist stuff, stylistic stuff. Um, I'm a video uh, producer or a production agency. That's what we are. And yeah, uh, just so a marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I like to d differentiate myself from that because that can box me in a, in, a, in a spot that I'm not trying to be boxed in. It's like. <laughs> yeah, because we we take we take two different roles and we and together. So so we. We try our best to to create good content, like quality content, and we like I invest a lot in equipment and making it look good. Mm -hmm. But but there's also that that marketing aspect that people don't realize. You know, oftentimes a marketer will hire a videographer, and the marketer will handle all the marketing side, and the videographer will handle the art side. Mm -hmm. um, but like we do both. Yes. So it kind of it is hard to delineate. Like like well, is it about the art? Is it about the message? Mm -hmm. Or both? And for us, obviously, it's about both. Um, and it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to compete sometimes with those who who only do the video side because they're able to cut the rate down because they mm -hmm. don't do all that all that pre-work and all that all that you know market research on their companies and, and all that stuff because they i mean they they just want to create a pretty video mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure exactly and i like pretty videos yeah, I, me too. <laughs> I mean i create pretty videos i like to think but but it doesn't stop there right? and with now that everyone's creating videos uh the need for a better quality video is actually more like COVID actually made the need for a higher quality video more relevant because that's why this podcast needs to be an in-studio in-person setup because you see a hundred zoom podcasts now because of COVID yeah, yeah. and it's saturated and it's, it's, it's like, I didn't want this just to fall on the stream and looking like one of those because that's it would just blend in and I really wanted it to stand out. So yeah. Like, oh, and I <laughs> applaud you for for putting production value into it because I feel like a lot of people don't. A lot mm -hmm. of, I mean, those Zoom podcasts say there's there's a lot of them and and set you know this setup you know having having a studio with a backdrop with with professional audio recording equipment that's something that puts you so many steps above um, every most mm -hmm. other podcasts and that I five see my days a week. Out. Yeah. No oh, one's doing that. No. Yeah, you're that. That's where you get a little insane. I, yeah. would, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing it five days a week. I don't know how you how you put food on the table. It's, 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 the, it's the passion. It's the passion for it, and also the the belief that I believe I could sell this podcast for ten million dollars. Yeah, and that's awesome. <laughs> so that drives me. Yeah, yeah. Not right now, but uh, and it also just seems unrealistic to a lot a lot of people. But I have a, a true belief, like not even ten millions. That's just the number I threw up. But yeah, that is one yeah. one of the things I have. But I do believe I can. This podcast will potentially be more lucrative than even my video production company, which is I, awesome. And yeah. I, and I'm excited to see it because I, I see a lot of potential here. I mean, I mean, you're really helping businesses get out there, especially those who who can't afford a huge marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Being on a podcast, you know, an opportunity like this is huge for a lot of people. For sure, which is awesome. Which is yeah. I mean, I, I definitely applaud. It's providing that, that yeah. value back to the community. And it's interesting, the reason why I started the podcast was uh, a brand awareness uh, for my business, like a trickle-down, mm -hmm. top-of-the-funnel brand awareness move, while also promoting other businesses. And then I realized like how fun and awesome and, and impactful it can be for, for businesses. And so, so it also just it, it helps, helps my business, it helps other businesses, helps the community, helps people get to know the business owners in the community in a unique way that they never really been able to. Mm -hmm. And it's just really cool. And the five days a week thing, I knew that that like, was going to be the biggest variable of growth outside of any marketing, outside of anything, because every guest shares it with their network. So mm -hmm. it's like five guests sharing it to five different networks every 
it, and there may be overlaps in some of them, but everyone knows someone that someone else doesn't know. And yeah. maybe like even a hundred people that someone else yeah. doesn't know. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, that's, so, uh, so what are you going to do with your hundred million dollars or 10 million or whatever? 10 million. Yes. Yeah. I can only, I can only demand 10 million because that's 10% <laughs> of what Joe got. And I figured uh, that's more okay, feasible okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he already did it. They're not going to do it that, that many more times. Cause now that they, they've proven that uh, when and, you get nationwide. Yeah. No problem. No, no problem. <laughs> I actually, I'm actually thinking it might be more realistic to have, to get an exclusive deal with Facebook. Only because they're not really playing in, in the, the podcast game really right now, but there's a lot of potential for Facebook. And that's actually the, the biggest platform that this podcast is on right now. Fa- Facebook consists of oh, more around 80% of the viewership. So it's like, and Facebook has Facebook Watch. So I, I, think, I, uh, I think I could lock in uh, Facebook if you, if you hear this. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but actually, I don't want Facebook to hear this. I want them to think, <laughs> I, want to, I want everyone to think I'm an underdog at first and, uh. then, and then come out of nowhere and... And just like hit him with the one two. <laughs> yeah, kind of coming out of nowhere. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So no Lambo. Oh, uh, no Lambo. No I Lambo. Okay. I would probably invest a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> That's smart. That's a smart move to do. And, and Lambos uh, depreciate. <laughs> Car- cars are a bad investment. <laughs> I know, but you see, I'm sure you've seen as I do, like the, the YouTubers, the YouTube, yeah. YouTubers who like as soon as they get that big check, yeah, goes to some well, ridiculous want... exotic sports car. Or yes, something and crazy it's ridiculous. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I want to go to the moon eventually. Not the moon. Ooh. Probably probably the moon first. Mars. But Mars. Yeah, yes. like Musk. Ooh, you're going to go with Musk? <laughs> yes. Well, he's actually been one of the big inspirations for me on that, I think. Oh, I love Elon yeah. Musk. He's such and a brilliant guy. Yes, he's one of my favorites. And so I do I do want to go to the moon or the Mar- uh, Mars one day, and uh, it's going to cost a lot of money. So I got to really start investing and start really start working towards that. They have a... <laughs> they have a like a plan in place. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I just saw the other day, like they had like this this layout of exactly how and when they're going to get to Mars with, with people. That's yeah. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, th- there's a moon mission actually uh, for a moon base that's going to be by 2024. Nice. So, so they're going to have a moon base by 2024. So you want to go to the moon first and then Mars? I don't know. It might be might, a good... Might, uh, might save a little while to get, get to Mars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, the moon is 230,000 miles away on average because it differentiates, it, you know, because it's in space and it moves yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but on average as it's going around the earth it's around it's about 200 and 230 miles away so th- and, and the speed of light travels at 180,000 miles per second so it takes about a minute a second and a half to even get information between the moon and earth wow <laughs> it's interesting you know i mean we're talking about niches earlier and how i got like the nerf niche if you're one of the first people on the moon and you bring your video camera yeah, you, you will be the most viewed channel on YouTube. <laughs> no, for sure. And and I actually I was trying to figure out a plan so I can merge both Behemoth Visuals and and my Moon mission, <laughs> and somehow be like, uh, I don't know. I, I had a plan. I, I completely forget it, but I, I could probably recreate it right now and have a whole different plan. But <laughs> oh, that's fine. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I do plan on going to the Moon. And I see you looking at your free oil change right there. Yeah, I was just yeah, I was just looking at your all your merch here. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. We got some some merch. I used to rock band shirts. Now I rock brand shirts. Nice, <laughs> I like it. I actually uh, I've been looking into because uh, I was talking about like how I don't do merch even still. So I'm about to make my very first venture into merch. And I didn't want to do things that everybody else does because I want to be unique. Because I feel like mm-hmm. my business is pretty unique. Um, so I was gonna do microfiber cloths and sticky cleans have you heard of sticky cleans Mm -mm. so it's something that it's like a little sticker that you put on the back of your phone or your camera or whatever and the other side is microfiber so you Mm -hmm. can like use it to clean your screen okay pretty cool so that i mean it depends on where i mean does your 
audience my audience that or need that? My audience needs to clean their lenses before taking videos of themselves. That's a good marketing yeah. move. I like that. that yeah. That's that's my incentive. Like, <laughs> that's like, not, I like they, that. That's I cool. see blurry like <laughs> images coming from their cameras. I'm like, you guys gotta clean it. So yeah. here's a microfiber cloth. And what's yeah. cool is like uh, with the Google phone, I, I'm pretty sure Apple probably does it too, but if your lens is dirty, it'll tell you to clean it. It it, it prompts like a little notification that says, like, Hey, your lens like, is dirty. It's like you you have a dirty habits. You, yeah. you need to clean <laughs> <Yes>. up your <laughs> life. <laughs> yes, yes. Nice. It'll usually it'll usually do that, but I mean I guess probably not always, but but uh but yeah, there's that little feature. Uh, I'm actually excited for the 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 way that the phone cameras are going, and th- w- the day that they replace DSLRs, if they ever do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, camera makers got to step up their game. I mean, Blackmagic just came out with a 12K camera. That's that's pretty insane. Like, I have no idea, like, how they're. I mean, what they're gonna do next? 12K is just like overkill. It's way overkill. Mm-hmm. But like. Yeah, they got to step up their game somewhere because because DSLRs, apart from, I mean, audio is the one place where phones haven't really picked up. I mean, there's a yeah. little bit of a better improvement, but it's still way better to have a, a real microphone. Yes. Um, I mean, it it could they could very well replace DSLRs soon. Yeah. Um, and I know, I mean, for photos, if you're doing like like professionals, like professional photos, like nothing stands up to a to a, a good DSLR. You know, yeah, a, for sure, a five D four or a one DX two, like. Like those cameras are gonna last a long time, and you get you get Samsung with their what are they? They say 8K on their cameras. The K game is just kind of silly nowadays, trying to get yeah as much resolution yeah. as possible. It's like back when they had the when they were trying to. It has 24 megabyte megapixels. Yeah, it's like, it was like whoa, like these megapixels don't even mean anything anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what they're doing with video now, and yeah. I think I think it's, very soon they're gonna be over that. Hopefully, because I think some phones yeah. are actually already getting in the game of DSLR grade lenses. Like they have like a big hole in the phone where you can change your lenses. Like it's, I it's have built, seen built some of those. That. Yeah. Samsung a little while back made a, made, it was like a modular cell phone. Yes, and it they was did. like, it was like kind of weird. Cause there's a giant cell phone. It's like over my, my camera right here is the black magic pocket. They call it a pocket yes. cinema camera. And do you think you can fit that in your pocket? Not no with all way. the extensions, so, so or <laughs> even, even without the extensions. Even without, no, that can't even fit in your pocket. So it's like, it's like you have to have a, a line between them. If they can improve yeah. phones to and the sensors to a point where you don't need to have like a protruding lens, um, and get DSLR grade, or even just stuff, like this I mean, much protruding, like yeah, even if it's a little bit. I mean, I think I had an old HTC that was it was like three millimeters, and it, it got in the way. It was kind of weird. And then the bad thing is it scratches whatever it touches because it's sticking out, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, if they doubled the width, uh, and then just like a case would go around it to make it all even, yeah. that could that could be one way. But that would be interesting if Black Magic got into the phone game, uh, like Red. Remember? Yeah, the, Red did. The yeah, red yeah. Phone that just totally tanked. I seen Marcus uh, Brown Lee. Uh, <laughs> he he he. Uh, I think reviewed that that phone. I don't think he uses it though. Nobody yeah, uses no, that no. phone. It's a, it's yeah, it did tank. Yeah. <laughs> it looks cool though. Yeah, it's like nobody Yeah, it's wrong wrong market. People yeah. want people don't want It's not there yet. Yeah, it's just not there. Maybe yeah. not yet or not ever. I don't know, but Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um have we even talked about business much? I think we have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was some business talk in yeah, there. Yeah. We talked about the need for videography. I mean, that's yeah. that's our business, right? Mm-hmm. We do we do video and we do um you know, we just help people grow. We help people succeed and so how long have you been in business? How long have I been in business? So I did the YouTube channel when I was, uh, I'll just say 13, 13, 14 years ago is when mm-hmm. we started it. Um, we did that for a good... And you consider that one of your businesses? 
Uh, yeah, it turned into a business because yeah. by the end we were making money off of it. You know, we were paying ourselves. We were on we were on payroll from YouTube from our. Nice. I mean, our business. We were incorporated and yeah. we had payroll. Well, I look at that. YouTube as a business, especially any if you can get over even even just a twenty k, you can turn it into a business. Twenty k subscribers, yeah. but uh, you had six hundred thousand subscribers. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite quite a few. So so that was our first business, but the video production business that I do, uh, that I do today. Uh, I started about five, six years ago. Um, and that was when I was getting a little burnt out of YouTube just because I, you know, mm-hmm. we, we had a hundred million views. It's like, what more are you going to accomplish on YouTube? Right. Um, a billion you know, views. A billion, <laughs> oh, like what was the first way to get a billion views? It was, uh, Gangnam style. Gang, Gangnam style. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, so it was, it was, I think 20, I was, I was 18, 19 years old when I started doing, doing production work for businesses and okay. my family, We've always done a lot of small business. So, um, you know, my, my parents and my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my uncles and aunts, they all own businesses. So it was a lot of business in the family. Nice. So I'd seen a really clean way to transition between, um, you know, what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know, creating YouTube content to um, doing marketing. Because marketing is like, I tell people, like, you can have you can have a great product and bad marketing and they'll do poorly. Or you could have a... a terrible product mm-hmm. like an absolutely horrible pointless product here in my garage good marketing great marketting and it'll do well like mm-hmm. the shake weight mm-hmm. shake weights are garbage right yeah exactly there's a lot yeah. of good yeah. th- there's a lot of things that get that get marketed that are just crap yeah products. and they're good marketed but mm-hmm. you see it in everyone's homes now mm-hmm. because the marketing there's is a so lot good. of uh hip-hop music that is like that right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i see so I saw that, and I saw the need—the need for good marketing. Um, so and I think it's a lot easier to learn sales and marketing than it is to learn to create good content because I already had the skill to create quality stuff. Mm-hmm. So learning sales and marketing was a process, um, and I'm always learning. But yeah. um, you know, I've been doing it for several years now, so I have a pretty good handle on what mm-hmm. messages, what messages sell well. Um, you know, how how to attract people with heartfelt stories and 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 connecting with your audience, not over. Uh, a fancy campaign, but by heart. Yes. You know, and and the, and learning the meaning and value of people's businesses. So story sell. Story sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what did that first year look like for you? Was it was it difficult? Was it? You know, I had a really smooth transition. Okay. Um, because we were, YouTube works in a way where, you know, when you stop making videos, the money doesn't stop immediately. So. Yeah. So I was able to, to, you know, when we stopped doing the videos, we were still making some money coming in, and I was so able to... you had a to, comfort blanket, kind I had of. A, I had a little comfort blanket, and I had a lot of equipment. Um, so I actually, I, I went to school for, for a couple semesters at Pikes Peak before deciding it was a waste of time, um, but we <laughs> did. I was in uh, graphics design, of all things, and there was a little bit of marketing. I took a couple marketing classes, and I learned some stuff in those classes. Um, but just, just networking and, and meeting with people, it was... You know, I was homeschooled, um, kind of a socially awkward kid. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little awkward, but, like, I was, like, really shy, like, super shy back then. And um, going to networking meetings, you know, I had a, I had a friend who I, who I met from a, from a uh, it, was a, it was a Bible study, actually, that I met this guy. And uh, he, he invited me to a, to a breakfast. It's called the Preferred Business Network Breakfast, the PBN. And um, they're actually still going. Um, I remember my first, my first commercial, my 32nd, it was this, it was the most awkward, uncomfortable, like I was shaking. I'm like, I'm at, um, 
with Adam Oliver videos. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird because you've been on YouTube before. Yeah, you, but I but with YouTube I have a camera and I get to edit it, and if I don't like the way it looks, I can do it again. What was this? It was a it was a commercial for you. Yeah, so it was it was a networking group where you stand up and do a thirty second. Oh, thirty second. I yeah. get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I, did, I remember the first time I did that too. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I did a I did a probably eight second commercial. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was really awkward and people like they were like concerned for me or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that was that was my that was going into it. It was very uncomfortable. Was it a BNI? No, no, it wasn't a BNI. I'm actually in a BNI now. Actually, you said you said what it was, didn't you? It was Preferred Business Network. It was a okay. PBN. They meet online now. Okay. Um. And I don't. I think it's free right now, but it used to be like ten dollars a, a month, and it was a monthly oh, wow. group. And they would meet. They would meet in various places. It was. It was a it's, really good group. I really liked that. And that's group. A, that's a nice rate. I mean, that's most. Oh yeah, it's not like BNI's are, are like a lot. Sometimes more than BNI's cost a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you in a BNI? Uh, no, but I visited uh, a few. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got to find the right one. You yeah. got to find the right one. There's a for lot sure. of them. Not all of them are good fits for a videographer. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the there's a lot of chambers out there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in networking, so so networking was one of the big challenges for you when you first started. Yeah, just getting comfortable because you felt like awkward. Yeah, because I was just I just you know I, I hadn't I hadn't had a lot of social interaction mm-hmm. being being when I was younger. Um, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a huge challenge for me to overcome. Um, for sure, it was it was it was difficult. But I mean, if if I'm not facing difficulties, then what am I doing? Right? That's how you grow. Yeah, that's <laughs> how you grow. Yeah challenges that's how you the harder the challenge the better the although i'm not, I'm just making shit up right now <laughs> <laughs> no worries yeah yeah the, the better the fruits <laughs> yeah well i i totally agree with that i mean if you're not if you're not struggling and i you know i feel like i feel like you learn through experience and you learn through trials and and those things together will create you know a, a lot of fruit as you put it mm-hmm. a lot of fruit I, you know i i think um real life experience doing this stuff for as long as I did on YouTube really gave me a, gave me a, a deeper understanding uh, of how video works and, and why video works. You know, a lot of videographers approach video and they, they want something to look good, but they don't understand that every, every shot you get, every scene you get, every look that there is, it needs to be appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch any, uh, say like a Nolan movie or any, any good movie, you you should be able to pause it at any point and and look at the video and say wow that looks good. The the they called that uh, uh I forget the name, but uh, I was gonna say t- cinematography, but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's essentially that uh, cinematography is you know good photography for every frame. <laughs> mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I and the and Joker killed it. Like they did a. Awesome job on oh that. Gosh, that was such a good movie. Yeah, oh my gosh. it was so good and so bad. And every so good. Fra- <laughs> every every frame you could you could pause and it looks like it was a specific like yeah like a, a piece of art like a right? piece of art yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and I I think that furthermore than that even like 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 colors learning color mm-hmm. theory is so important like like why you know why have complementary colors in a shot mm-hmm. people don't really understand that. Audio. I think my art, my art background really helped me mm-hmm. understand that because yeah. I accelerated in art. Like I was the top art kid in my class graduating. Like I got an award for it. So mm-hmm. it's like yeah. having all that fun- fundamentals down. Like because you learn how to frame, you learn the colors, you learn complementary colors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And learning, I think, I think one of the bigger things also that that sets me as a business apart is my investment in audio and how much time. You know, I spent 
10,000 hours at least on the YouTube channel investing and learning how to do audio and video correctly. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, you know, what what good audio will do and how people yes. don't realize like all the senses that are involved when watching a video. Like mm-hmm. you have your visual, you have your audio and it's like they have to tie together so well. Yes. Like the audio needs to be sweet. Like like when I'm working on any video I do of myself, like I know exactly what frequencies in my voice sound appealing and which ones to turn down a little bit. And most mm-hmm. people, they don't touch that. They just throw a microphone on the camera and say it's good, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's there's so much knowledge that, that you have to yes have in order. I mean, you can get it any video 90% of the way. I mean, most people can, can, can take a class and have like 90% of the way, but that mm-hmm. last 10% requires a lot of just time, just yeah. a lot of time. So Before I got into video production, actually, uh, I was really deep in the music and I was producing music. Nice. Yeah. So I so learned, understand audio, yeah. learned all of that, like the EQ compression and, you know, DSers and stuff like that. But it's like, I actually wanted to start a, an audio production company uh, nice. a few years ago, but like, I just never really, I actually even got like a little course for it and everything, like how to do it. And, but then I just never really pursued that. I wasn't in the right position or the right time or place to really, uh, have a successful business. I've had lots of failed businesses, actually. I've so. completely <laughs> stopped switching these cameras, by the way. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> was it at least in the middle one? It was in the middle okay, one, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, that, that's going to be a challenge uh, without an without a assistant. Uh, once I get one myself uh, to do that. That's why I was looking into the audio-controlled switcher. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's there's actually a setting where if, like, two people are talking at once... Uh, where Will it go to the third it'll camera? Defeat, it'll default to the third camera, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's that's huge. And mm-hmm. I think automation is, is really big in our industry right now, especially like with Zoom calls and virtual, you know, virtual meetings and all that. Like having everything automated is is really big mm-hmm. um, enough that, you know, if you can automate things to where you have like a one man crew doing everything, then that keeps it cheap for you. It keeps it cheap mm-hmm. for the client. Um, and it, it's just a win, win, win all around. Um, and so like something like that, I'd never heard of that. They call it, you said it's audio directed or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's, it's, it's still, like, there's still, like, I had to do so much research just to figure out, figure out. First, I thought I was creating it myself. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Actually, but then I thought, like, someone's have had to done this before. Like, I instantly after I had that thought, I was like, someone's had to have done this before. I go out there and look, and it's like, I just, I, my first search, couldn't find it. But then I just had to dig a little deeper, found some expensive. They have actually have a board. They have one that's a board that you can get, but they also have just software ones. Uh, I was looking if OBS had it. Uh, because OBS is open. I love OBS. Yeah, yeah and like you can program. actually, if you're a coder, you could code. You could code it if you wanted to. But I'm not a coder, so I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the the board one that they have is like a few hundred dollars, and oh, it's like bad. I'm not trying. It's not too, not too bad. It might have been around five actually. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, either way, it's like I'm upgrading this. I'm upgrading that. It's like, oh, man, I I I can't just keep upgrading mm-hmm. when the show technically isn't even bringing in an income yet. Yeah. Like I have overhead already with this, with, with this studio. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. uh, but I do see uh, bringing in income very soon. And there's also like, like I said, there's secondhand income that comes in the form of uh, business with human visuals. Yeah. So, oh, and I think, yeah, I mean the fact that you're using this space as your office and mm-hmm. you're able to run out of it. I think that's, that's hugely yeah. beneficial for you. And yeah. I love being downtown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right in the heart of things. So. Yes. <laughs> so uh, pff, I guess we could start wrapping things up. Yeah. Uh, is there anything specific that you wanted to promote? Ooh, you didn't prep me with this question. Uh, it, it, I did, actually. It's in the, the calendar uh, link. Okay, okay. <laughs> we I can did. look it up, see what you said. Oh, I don't <laughs> think I, I, don't think I, I, um, I 
put anything in there because I don't remember. I would remember. You gave some short answers. Yeah. Well, I, it was <laughs> like it's like describe what you do, and I'm like video. I'm like you know. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like you. I thought maybe it was so you can introduce me, but I'm like you. You know mm-hmm. just as well as anyone. And these questions are yeah. are designed just in case I don't know the person. Yeah, and that's what I figured. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. that's what I figured. <laughs> so that's why I was kind of short with those answers. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of promotion, like I, I think. Uh, if I were to if I were to have anything, just shout out to the world. Yes. Um, I th- I think what I'd want to do is encourage people to to really uh, delve into the idea of of improving their marketing because, um, you know, we're talking about the potential, and I think that it, that starts with people realizing that that there is there's so they have so much potential. Mm-hmm. Business is here. You know, there's so much heart, and there's so much so many good people in this city that run these businesses, and you know, they have much more potential than they realize. And they just need to realize that and grow. Um, and a lot of that's through positive, you know, good marketing. And that could be with, with, with Andrew, with me, with any other marketing company. There's tons of good marketing companies mm-hmm. here in the Springs. But, like, I'd encourage you, question yourself. How do you do your marketing? How, how do you set yourself apart? Like, how do you um, – because if it's if it's nothing, if it's just word of mouth, that's great. But but you're a not, lot of people die die on that sword. You're not reaching <laughs> how, how many people you can. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't come on here to to specifically promote anything. I mean, I mean, I love I love the concept of the podcast. I like what you're doing here. I think this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to, to sell myself or anyone else. Like For I, sure. I just I just want to come and you know support you with my with my face, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's I like the podcast to really feel like a conversation. And I don't mind if we don't talk about business. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. But, you know, that's kind of the, the premise of the show. But it's it's also, it's like in the in the description of that link that I sent you, uh, the even in that description, it says, yes, it's about business. And I, and, I, and I give things that we can talk about about your business. But I also say I don't mind if we veer off of that subject, subject oh, yeah. completely. Yeah. Like, it's I want it to be in, entertaining as well. Uh, informative is, a, is an important piece of it, but entertaining is the most important piece of yeah, it. Yeah, and it's and this is nice and relaxed too. Like I don't, I think a lot of people might be intimidated to come into a situation like this. And I've been in front yeah, of cameras a lot, for sure. so maybe I, I have a biased approach. But like, I think this is like perfectly comfortable and relaxed. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if if there's anyone watching this that's saying like, hey, I, I'd like to be on it, but I don't know. You know, I used to be super shy. Mm-hmm. Like, I I can understand the 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 you know the mindset behind that, but like, it's. It's it's a conversation. It's just like having a one to one. Yeah, it's just a microphone in front of your face. It's exactly. Kind of blocking. You can't really see. And people point. do have yeah. that have that fear. I'm I'm sure there's been someone who who didn't who wanted to be on the show but didn't come or didn't send me a, a message or or whatever yeah. because they're kind of afraid. Uh, uh, there's actually just yesterday I was talking to someone. I was I was like I was at Million Cups. I was like, hey, when, when are you gonna come on the show? She's like, oh, I don't know. I've already done this. I've already I've done my fair share in the last week of being in front of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like that's cool too. So it's like, uh, but I could just see like there's there is a little bit of fear of especially if you don't know me. Like I could definitely f- empathize with that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and so so yeah. It's well, a, you're a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not super scary. So for for sure. <laughs> don't let the face tad intimidate you. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that ever happens. If if anyone ever gets intimidated by by the face, I don't think it does. I don't think so. I think my my my, my spirit, like my it's energy. Middle finger or anything. Yeah. Just a... I, actually, I was actually gonna get that right on my forehead. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> that might yeah, that might turn some people off. <laughs> if I get like, it's, but tattoos can have that 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 can give that vibe to some people. It's yeah. It's it's funny because if you think about it, it's the color of your skin. 
Cause it's but you colored it yourself. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the dangerous dangerous grounds you're walking into. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, for sure. But uh, but yeah. Uh, I guess we can wrap it up. Uh, this has been the Colorado Springs Business Podcast here with Adam Oliver, and we'll see you guys on. Well, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Adam might see you too if he if he watches it. Yeah, I'll be around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, that's all. And we'll see you guys next time. This is how I always do it. I always said, "Thanks for watching." Thanks for watching. <laughs> you're, you're a YouTuber, man. <laughs>